We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's May 23rd. It is 2023. We have a 10-game baseball slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Already seeing people complain about Burns in the chat. <laughs> he did everyone dirty. Um, it wasn't just you. It was everyone. Um, so very interesting slate today. Um, ready for Tuesday slate. I mean, I have some live teams. I was telling Keith that I actually ended up fading Burns. So um, I didn't get bit by the Burns train. But, man, um, probably when we thought he was starting to click, that didn't work out. So um, I'm joined today by my buddy Keith Eiser, Eyes 819, back-to-back days. Keith, um, we got a 10-gamer today. Yeah, big slate after a smaller slate on Monday. Um, I, unfortunately, also got bit by uh, the Burns train. I talked about it on the podcast yesterday. I liked him a lot. Wasn't really scared of the, well, the Houston lineup, a lot of strikeouts at the bottom. And then they roll out a lineup without Jose Altuve, and I just jumped on even more. So, yeah, not not a great day. Um, had some singer, too, and that that just really did not work out at all. Pitching was tough on, on Monday's slate. Um, we've got another slate with some really strong options here, 10, 10 games, so plenty to choose from. Yeah, I mean, pitching, you know, we have our boy Strider on the hill today going up against the Dodgers. So um, it's it, we have some interesting, like, pitching just in general because, I mean, we have good pitching. We have good pitching in tough spots. So um, it, it's a really interesting slate from, like, a slate perspective type of thing. Um, so can't wait to break this one down. And, uh, I mean, let's jump in it. 
Hope everyone's having a fantastic Monday night on YouTube. What's up, YouTube chat? Let's get into it. Baltimore at New York. Seven and a half total. We got a 184 favor here on the Yankees. It's Cole and Bradish facing off against each other here. Any interest in Kyle Bradish? Don't think I can do it against the Yankees. Um, there's pitching at, at every range of salary today. He's been good his last couple times out, but going into Yankee Stadium, tough spot. Judge is a, this is a scary matchup for him with Judge on the other side. Probably stay away from him today. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have plenty of pitching today. Kyle Bradish is not a bad pitcher. Um, I actually kind of think his strikeout numbers are going to come up a little bit. You know, he's sitting around like a 12% swinging strike rate, and he's only around a 21% K rate. So I think we'll eventually see his strikeout number come up a little bit or his swinging strike number go down a little bit, um, generating a ton of, like, mid-ish type of contact, not really getting hit very hard, only 21% hard hit rate. So, I mean, different matchup. Maybe we're talking about Bradish because he's really close to like a, a strikeout per nine guy, um, strikeout per inning guy. So I just at 7,200, he's interesting. It's just it's a tough matchup against the Yankees. So I think I'm going to pass. I think I'm going to pass. Uh, Garrett Cole on the other side of this game. I mean, the machine is not a machine as much as he was a machine, I think is the best way to kind of say it. I mean, this guy for years, we just knew he was going to go out and get you know, eight plus strikeouts in any matchup. And it's just not been that kind of Garrett Cole anymore. I don't know. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of batted ball data and, you know, pitch data that looks a little different. Um, his home runs are way down this year. So, I mean, that's kind of, but velocity numbers wise, a little under a mile an hour, still averaging, you know, 97 miles an hour on his fastball. So it's not like it's dipped off a ton. Um, Baltimore, middle-of-the-road offense against right-handed pitching. Thoughts on Garrett Cole here? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested just because of the upside. You broke it down pretty well there. Strikeouts have just been disappearing a little bit here recently. Hasn't been over six in any of his last three. Now, I will say he's had three very tough matchups, uh, Toronto and Tampa Bay twice, and we know what Tampa Bay has been doing this year. Um, but this is another tough spot here against Baltimore. Uh, you mentioned slightly above average against righties, their strikeout rate is actually really strong. Um, 21.4, 21.9% versus righties. That's that's way down there at 24th in the league versus righties. So Cole not having his elite strikeout stuff here recently, I'm a little concerned about the upside. There's a discount to Strider. I think that, that could potentially be useful um, to get up to a, a few extra bats. I have interest, but it, it's, it's not a ton. Um, he'll be in the pool. But I think I'm going to spread out quite a bit here among these top range of pitchers. Um, obviously, we'll get to Strider here. He's going to be in the pool for sure. But there's plenty of strong options in like the the 9400 to, to 106 range as well. So, Grayson or um, Cole is in the pool. Strider is going to be there for sure as well. I, I think I spread out at the top today though. All right. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think I'm going to spread out pitching. Um, it's tougher to do on a three inch max like type of mindset. And like I typically will narrow down my pitching, but I think it's kind of tough today. Um, so um, bats in this game, Baltimore bats. I mean, Cole hasn't been giving up as many home runs this year and he's still Garrett Cole. Like 
he's just not like getting that like dominating strikeouts. Uh, I mean, he has given up a home run or two here to Tampa recently, but I mean, if you take out those two games, um, the only four home runs he's given up this year has been to Tampa. So the home runs have been limited. I think the stack upside is kind of limited, especially if you factor in price and Yankees bullpen. So I'm probably not stacking Baltimore. So maybe I end up on like a one-off of like a Rutschman if I want to pay up a catcher because of, you know, how the slate kind of sets up, but I don't think I'm going to be playing much Baltimore here today. Yeah, I'm I'm not either. Um, Cole strikeouts being down is one thing, but this version of Cole is almost tougher to stack against. At least when he was striking out everybody, except for when he was giving up a few fly balls, you could find a home run against him. He has not been that guy this year. So Baltimore's priced up. It's a great ballpark, especially for left-handed power. Um, but I, I just I don't think I want to pick on Cole. Rutschman's probably the guy if I was going for a home run here. Um, Gunnar Henderson just hasn't quite performed up to what we thought he would be this year. Um, but he's he's another lefty that you could potentially take a look at. Um, but with Cole not giving up many home runs this season, I, I probably just stay away today. Yankees bats. I can see stacking the Yankees against Bradish. Um Again, I think Bradish is not a bad pitcher by any means. I just think the Yankees offense is stackable against many pitchers. So when I'm looking at just overall ceiling against a guy that average changeup, good breaking ball stuff, decent fastball, um, I mean, I have to have a little interest here. Again, I will say that I, I kind of feel like there's going to be some regression in this hard contact numbers. I don't think you can have – a 65% like medium contact rate and have a 21% hard hit rate. Like it, that's just not sustainable. Um, so I, I do think like with this game being in Yankee stadium, we could look at some Yankees bats here. Yeah. I, I do have some interest. I, I mentioned judge already. He's one of my favorite bats on the slate. Um, Bradish has been a little bit reverse blitzy with his power early in his career. Judge has been reverse splitsy with his power as well, handling right-handers better than he has lefty from a slugging percentage. Um, so I really like Judge. He's expensive. You have to pay for it. But I, I do like him in this matchup. Um, some of the Yankees' bats are like like Jake Bowers, Anthony Volpe. Like it's not a it's not a pretty lineup. It falls off pretty quickly. Um, I definitely like Rizzo. I definitely like Judge. Glaber's price is up there, but if he's in the leadoff spot again, I can certainly get there. Um, it's just, it's tough to round out the stack with like a Bowers Volpe Cabrera or something like that, just to, to make judge and Rizzo work. Um, but yeah, I, I have interest for sure. We'll say just really quick note, like these are two of the best top, like top three bullpens in baseball this year. So, uh, I mean, that's just one thing you got to keep in your mind. Baltimore and Yankees been their bullpens have been fantastic this year. So San Diego at Washington, eight and a half total in this game. Padre is a 166 favorite. We got Darvish and Gore facing off against each other. Darvish 10-5 going up against Washington. I mean, good matchup. You know, we, we talk about how bad this offense is just in general. Um, the one thing, like the strikeout numbers are starting to increase. Like, I, I didn't think it was going to be like sustainable for a whole season for Washington to be this really low strikeout team anyway. Darvish is 10-5. He really hasn't had like a dominating game here um, recently, maybe the Dodgers game. But, I mean, it's been hit or miss for him. Faced a really weak offense in Kansas City last time out. Got kind of hit in that game. 
Um, I mean, he's on the fringe for me because I know the talent. I know there's not a lot of power in this lineup. Um, I mean, that's my, maybe why I'm taking some shots on Darvish here. Yeah, I, I have some interest as well. I don't love the price tag with what we've seen from a, a stealing standpoint for him. He hasn't been that 30% strikeout rate. He's he's down around 27% on the season. Um, and the pitch count, like one thing we've always been able to count on from Darvish is 100 pitches or right around there. 90, 80, 94, his last three, like that's a little bit below expectation for him. Now, maybe just because he was getting hit around a little bit in Kansas City is why he got pulled. Um, I'm, I have to go back and look at that Minnesota game to see why he only threw uh, 80 pitches in that one. But just seems like the leash is a little bit more limited. However, this spot against Washington, there's just they don't offer much of a resistance on the other side. He should be able to pitch pretty deep into this game. I like him for six innings at least, should potentially get through seven. I think he can give you seven to eight strikeouts. All the other pitchers or a lot of the pitchers have have tough matchups as well. So there's no like perfect spot like there was with Castillo against Oakland on, on Monday night. Um, it, there You could poke holes in, in every pitcher on this slate, I think. So Darvish is in the pool, very similar to Cole. I'm, I'm interested, but just not sure how, how often I'm getting to him. All right. Um, Mackenzie Gore on the other side of this game. You know, we know Machado on the I.L. We still have to worry about, like, Tatis and Bogarts in this lineup for, like, your power righties. Um, Kim, I don't know if we necessarily call him a power ready, but he's he's probably a slightly above average uh, right-handed hitter. What are your thoughts here on Gore? Yeah, I don't love the matchup here against San Diego. They're, they're getting a ballpark upgrade going into Washington. Um, Gore has had great strikeout stuff this season, though, around 30%. I just I, I don't think I can pay 9300 for him in this matchup against San Diego. Um, Machado out certainly helps, but there's still plenty of bats that the uh, Padres can throw at him. Nelly Cruz is a guy that, that's probably in there against the lefty. Um, you mentioned Bogarts and Tatis are obviously elite. Soto still doesn't strike out a ton versus lefties. I, I definitely prefer lefties against the Padres, but the, like there's still enough right-handed power to scare me off a little bit here. I think he's an interesting tournament play. I just went like super blurry. Um, for anybody on YouTube, that was weird. But I think he's a I think he's a really interesting like tournament play because of the price um, and the matchup. I think that we could potentially see lower ownership here on him, and I think for that reason, I'm slightly interested in taking some shots on him because, like you mentioned, I mean, this is a 29% K rate guy, one of the highest strikeout rates on this slate. So I think if we're going to get him at low ownership, no Machado. Um, I mean, maybe I'm taking some shots on him here. So, and you mentioned you're like Nelson Cruz. Well, I, I kind of personally hope Nelson Cruz in the lineup. <laughs> um, you know, his strikeouts are are bad. Um, Jose Abreu, you might need to take lessons though. Cruz has three home runs. So, <laughs> uh, San Diego bats. What are your thoughts here on the Padres? I don't have a ton of interest in picking on Gore, especially with San Diego's price. Um, Especially like the full stack, it you, you certainly want Tatis and Bogarts in there. Kim is a nice piece, a third piece, so I, I don't mind the three man. Um, especially if Kim's up near the top of the order as he has been here recently, you can add Cruz to that if you think there's still anything left. 
I don't know. Gore, Gore, I think, is a solid pitcher. His issue is with the walks, though. Um, if he loads up the bases and then you get the, the home run, you're off to a good start. So it's it's lukewarm interest. I'm not sure it's a full stack. I, a three-man, if I can line up three righties, I'd, I'd certainly be interested in, the, in that. Um, I won't have a ton of exposure to the full stack, though. I think Kim hits better on the road because he doesn't like the crowd chanting his name every time he steps in the backs at home. I was not aware that they do this. Oh, dude, you have to watch like a, a home Padres game. They they chant his name every time he gets in the box. I'm like, how do you focus? Yeah. I mean, these guys are professionals. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, yeah, I mean, maybe a three-man. I'm not going out of my way to stack the Padres today. You know, you did mention that they are getting a ballpark upgrade. That's fantastic. I mean, that's good. Um, Washington bullpen, bottom 10. Definitely a bullpen that's beatable at the end. Um, so if they are able to get Gore out on maybe a high pitch count, you're getting in the bullpen, maybe the stack works on that aspect. So um, probably not playing one-offs. It's a three or five man or four man if you're playing on Fandle. Washington, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in the Washington bats against Darvish. Um, I think Darvish is a really strong pitcher for this slate, and there's just not a lot of power in this lineup. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Like, there's just there's no one to try to pick on him with. Um, it's part of why I'm so interested in Darvish, even though the strikeouts are down a little bit. Corey Dickerson, I guess, is a power lefty, maybe an option at 2400 if you're looking for a cheap home run. Like, he's got enough strikeout stuff. I'm probably probably not stacking Washington with their their lack of power, um, but trying to find one home run in there is not a, not a terrible idea. All right, we got the Dodgers and the Braves. Eight and a half total in this game. Braves, a 200 favorite. Uh, Miller against Strider. Any interest here in Bobby Miller? So this is an elite, elite prospect. It's not been a, a great go of it in AAA for him, however. Um, he was awesome in, in AA last year. The strikeouts have come down since he's he's reached the AAA level, and that's a little bit concerning now that he's making another jump here. We talked about it yesterday with Gavin Stone and just like a really good prospect probably is going to be a good starting pitcher one day, but it's probably too soon. Like or injuries have kind of forced the Dodgers hand here. I like Bobby Miller as a prospect. He's got a tough matchup here against Atlanta. And I'm just, I'm not sure that he's ready for the step to the majors. It, he's not even proven that he's ready for the step up to AAA. So I'm interested because of the price and the strikeouts that Atlanta offers, but it is with extreme caution. If I don't need to go down this low, he's the cheapest pitcher on the slate. So he, you can do some things with him that you can't do with any other pitcher combination. Um, he may find his way into a couple of lineups for me, but it's, it's lukewarm interest at best. And it's extremely risky. This dude has a very interesting, like delivery to the plate. Um, very intense. Yeah. So, um, above average fastball, above average changeup, above average slider grades out as a, you know, a top prospect in baseball. I think he's like top 35. Yeah. Um, so big prospect. Keith nailed it. I mean, he struggled in AAA last year. He had a 33% K rate and by struggle, like his swinging strike went way down. Like, it, you know, he only had four starts in AAA last year. Had he stretched out the 12, that strikeout number would have come down or the swinging strike rate would have had to go up to like 14 or 15%. So, um, I mean, just really struggling to generate swinging misses this year in AAA and really pitched deep into games. He's thrown four starts. He's only pitched 14 innings. So um, not what you're wanting to see. The Dodgers are just dealing with so many injuries with um, 
Urias and May being out that they have to call these guys up before they wanted to. Neither one of these guys wanted to be called up yet if you're a Dodgers like GM. So um, I'm probably not playing Bobby Miller today. His price is very intriguing um, at 5,200 because of the skill set, because of the strikeouts in the Atlanta lineup. I think you could potentially take some shots on him if you're running like 150. I think I would have him in my player pool today. Um, but like, I think 20 entry max might be too slim. I think he's a 150 type play today. Yeah, I mean, you're just believing in the talent at that point and just saying, hey, he's making his major league debut. Maybe there's not a lot of tape, and maybe, you know, this delivery might help him. Um, but, yeah, he struggled this year in AAA. Spencer Strider had a rough outing last time out against Texas, gave a couple timely home runs. Still, strikeout stuff is there. Tough matchup against the Dodgers. He's 12-3. He's a 200 favorite. He's 12-3. What are we doing today with Mr. Spencer Strider? Yeah. Um, if we were getting any discount at all for the matchup, I'd be all in on, on Strider. But because he's fully priced up over 12000 we have decisions to make, especially since we just saw that he is beatable. Um, Texas got to him in his last start. We knew he wasn't going to maintain the 40% strikeout rate. The two home runs were the least encouraging part of the outing to me. I, I still have interest. Don't get me wrong. He's in the conversation for absolute best pitcher in baseball. Fully priced against a, a, a Dodgers offense that is coming back into elite form. Um, they've been one of the best offenses in baseball against righties for the better part of a decade now. Um, they're getting healthier. We saw J.D. Martinez have a big day on, on Monday night. Freddie Freeman hit a home run. This Dodgers offense is, is for real, um, and the price is as high as it, as it gets. So I'll, I will play the ownership game with it a little bit. I don't think he comes in terribly popular because of the price tag in the matchup, and that means I want to take some shots on him, on him in tournament. He's got 10 strikeout upside in any matchup, but this is, this is as tough as matchups get. Yeah. Um, I mean – it's hard for me not to have interest in the best strikeout pitcher in baseball in any matchup at any price against anybody. Um, with that said, if there was ever a team to be, you know, hesitant to play a guy against, it's, I mean, it's this team right here, the Dodgers. I mean, they, they pounded Charlie Morton and Charlie Morton is not on Spencer Strider's level, but Charlie Morton's above average pitcher. And they just showed you what they can do to an above average pitcher. So um it's always tough man it's always tough but i mean i could see the fade i could see being underweight i could see being overweight i mean i don't think there's a wrong answer when talking spencer strider today dodgers bats it's a stacker fade they're so expensive that if you're going to commit to playing the dodgers you're going to commit to playing a cheap pitcher and you're going to stack them um i'm not i'm not playing one-offs I, I think if you're playing the dodgers you're stacking them yeah, too pricey for me against Strider. Um, I think what we saw last time is probably about the ceiling of what he gives up in, a, in an outing this year. Four and runs, two home runs. Like, that's that's not enough to pay off these price tags here. Yep. I'm, I'm probably out on the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, that's the smarter way to go for sure. So, um, I mean, Atlanta, young kid making his debut. It's hard not to have a stack here for Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, like you look at Miller's AAA numbers, and like 
Atlanta's one of the best offenses in baseball. If he's not ready for the bigs, it should it could be a short day for for him. Um, Atlanta also has a nice mix of premium elite upside bats and cheap options at the bottom with those outfielders. Obviously, Acuna, Olsen, Riley, Murphy are the the spend up guys that you want, but you can mix in guys like Michael Harris, Ozuna, um, Eddie Rosario homered Monday night. The, all those guys are under 3K. Harris is 3,200. Ozuna and, and Rosario are under 3K. They help you fit in the big bats like Acuna and Olsen, even Riley. Um, so, yeah, I, I have quite a bit of interest in, in Atlanta here. All right. Detroit at Kansas City. Hey, they're still playing. They're in the top of the 10th. Um, no total in this game. I mean, it was just announced, I think, a little while ago that it should be Daniel Lynch here um, making his start, first start of the season, right? Yeah, because yep. he, he did a rehab start in AAA last week. Uh, so making his first start of the season, and then you got Edward Eduardo Rodriguez uh, pitching for Detroit here. Let's talk Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, I mean, overall this season, he's looked good. Like He's had a couple of starts where he's been kind of I think shaky is the right word, um, but overall, Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez looks really good. Um, I have interest at 8,800. I think that when we're looking at this mid-tier of pitching, you know, we'll talk about Alex Cobb. We'll talk about, like, France. Um, but I think this is a good spot for Eduardo Rodriguez today. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, he's been really good this year, like you said. Um Strikeouts are slightly above average, 24.4% on the season. The biggest issue I have is Kansas City is actually a lot better against lefties. Um, like, they're real bad against righties. It's a, a matchup that we've targeted all season. But against lefties, they're actually above average, a 104 WRC+, plus, and they've only struck out 21% of the time. So while we think of Kansas City as uh, a high upside matchup, um, with with him, with Rodriguez being a lefty, it's there's not quite as much upside as there would be from a right-handed starter. Um, that that said, I'm still interested just because Rodriguez has been really solid this year. The price tag is is about where I where it should be. Um, he he offers nice savings down from that like 10k range, so I, I think even as an SP two, he's certainly in consideration. Um, yeah, I mean I will have significant exposure to him for sure. They just can't get all the lefties out of the lineup. Like, they have a lot of lefties in this lineup on an everyday basis. And I know they can get some. You know, they're obvious. Um, I, I know they have, like, I'm trying to think who they have, like, their platoon guys. Uh, Duffy usually starts against lefties. Oliveris. Um, yeah, Dozier will probably be in there. Yeah, they, so, I mean, they, can get a, they can get a few of these left-handed bats out of there, but still not enough. And, I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez is just – He's really good against lefties, like under 100 ISO, 100, under 150 WOBA, 60% ground balls. Like he's really good against lefties. So, I mean, I just think that, you know, especially like the one thing that like is nice for Eduardo Rodriguez this year is like he's throwing, you know, high end 90 pitches every time out. So, you know, you're getting, you know, 95 plus pitches on top of everything else. So. He's been the bright spot for Detroit this year, that's for sure. Um, Daniel Lynch on the other side of this game. I mean, I don't know what to expect here from Daniel Lynch. I mean, I don't know. I don't expect a lot, that's for sure. Um, he's cheap. Gets a good matchup against Detroit. 
they're, they're bad against everything. Um, I mean, he just gave up so much hard contact last year. So much hard contact. Um, he did throw 85 pitches in his rehab start. I think he throws 85 plus pitches if you want to take some shots on him against Detroit. But I mean, Detroit was a team that I actually ended up targeting quite a bit for value on Monday night. Um, what are your thoughts here on Lynch? Yeah, it's tough with it being his first start of the season. Um, he is priced appropriately, and the matchup is good, as you noted. He's probably in that 85 to 90 pitch range in this spot. There's no doubt he could pay off the 6,400 price tag. I just I don't know that I I'm going to do it on a big slate. I probably just I try to spend up a little bit more on in most of my lineups for pitching. Um, I don't know if if somebody had has something on him where they're convinced that he's a great play today. I wouldn't try to talk them out of it because the matchup is good. The price is right. He does. He's flashed some strikeout upside in the past as well. So he's fine. I, I just, I don't think I'm taking a shot on him on attending and slate. All right. Let's talk Detroit bats. Um, I mean, I, I mentioned it. I looked to this team for some value on Monday night slate. I'm probably going to end up looking to this team for some value on this slate. I mean, Torkelson is three K Righty lefty matchup. He's had really decent numbers against left-handed pitching this year. Good, good fly ball rates. Um, 240 ISO. Like he's actually been really solid <laughs> against left-handed pitching. And you pair him with like Baez, and then you kind of maybe find like a third piece um, that is in the lineup. If like Zach Short is in there, he's been a platoon hitter this year. That's hit well in small sample size against left-handed pitching. You could take him. He's 2K at shortstop or outfield. So, I mean, when we're looking at the pitching that we have on this slate and knowing that we're likely going to want to spend up quite a bit on pitching on the slate, I think that looking at a guy like, or a team like this, is just cheap as like a secondary stack is fine. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, the secondary stack is exactly how I would play it. Um, Baez is 4,200. That's a fine price for him. Love the Torkelson call. Um, plenty of power there. Good numbers against lefties at, at 3K. Ibanez is a guy I think could crack the lineup at 2,900. We talked about him a little bit uh, yesterday, and I don't know if he was ended up in the lineup or not. He didn't. Um, but he should be in there against a lefty. Um, and, and you talked about his stat cast data a little bit yesterday. Um, Veerling is a cheap outfield punt if you want to go that route. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like the idea. The, the three-man against Lynch who has – had a hard contact problem in his career. Um, I don't hate it at all. Any interest in the Kansas City bats here against Eduardo? I don't think so. Um, he's been good enough. There's going to be some lefties in there, like Pascantino and Melendez probably cracked the lineup. It just it makes it a little tough. Bobby Witt's been struggling quite a bit here recently. Um, if you want to go sell Perez one-off, I don't hate that. If you want to do a cheap secondary stack like we just talked about with Detroit, I'd be fine with that with some of these platoon guys like Oliveris, Duffy, Michael Garcia is a guy we didn't mention that that should be in the lineup here as a cheap middle infielder. Um, so, yeah, exactly what we just talked about with Detroit, the, the cheap secondary, or else just hunt a home run with somebody like Sal Perez. Yeah, Perez throughout his career has been kind of reverse splitsy. He hits for power both sides are both – arm angles i guess um just kind of hits right-handed pitching better so wit has been really good against lefties this year um, i know like you mentioned he's been struggling um he was on my main team on monday night and i know how much he's been struggling but yeah i mean 
it was good to see. Um, Keep an eye on his lineup spot. They dropped him to sixth on Monday night against the lefty. He might be back up at the top of the order, which would be really nice. I, I would definitely have interest then. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm so confused on what just happened in the Detroit game. I guess there was like a double and three runs scored. That was nice. Happy mm-hmm. bias. All right. Nice. Moving on. Houston, I, listen, you know, when you don't play Burns, you still have something to pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <Yep. laughs> hey, speaking of uh, Burns, we got Houston at Milwaukee. No total in this game. Um, it sounds like it's going to be G- J.P. France going up against um, Colin Ray in this one. So uh, that's what we'll roll with. Let's go J.P. France first, 7,700 going up against Milwaukee. Any interest here in France? Yeah, I think if you're going cheap, he's in play. Um, I certainly prefer spending up, but pretty good prospect. Showed a little success in his first couple outings. Got beat up his last time out. Um, But this is a pretty good pitching prospect. 7,700 against a Milwaukee team that we're not really scared of. Um, There's a lot of strikeouts in this Milwaukee lineup. Um, I I think he's in play for sure. Yeah, just continues to struggle with righties. Like, he's been really good against lefties. He just... He's not generating the same type of ground balls and stuff against righties. Um, and he's throwing more of like a breaking. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see what I'm talking about, but breaking like downward curveball to lefties and then righties, he's throwing more of like a slider and it's just getting absolutely smashed by right-handed hitters. So um, it's very interesting, you know, and we just watched the cubbies just absolute tee off on him um, last week. So, it's tough, um, and, and like the the problem is like Adamus, Contreras, Anderson, three of their better hitters in this lineup are right-handed. So I think like like what you mentioned, if you're going cheap today, he's in play. Um, there's not a lot of cheap options today. There's one guy that I like that we'll talk about, um, but just I mean overall, there's not a lot of cheap options today. So going to the other side. Of this game, Colin Ray's cheap. He's 7K. Um, he's been pitching terrible, and I don't want to play him against this Houston team that just teed off on Burns. Yeah, no chance. I'm rostering Colin Ray. It's been a rough go. Uh, I just there's no talent there, and he's basically filling a rotation spot. I don't I don't think he really really belongs. All right, let's talk bats. Houston bats on the road, getting nine innings. Altuve, like you mentioned, took a day off on Monday. Should be back in the lineup here. I think uh, Houston Sacks a full go today. Um, I mean, if you saw that lineup they rolled out on Monday and you got excited as well, you were like, all right, yeah, you know, and they just – they hit, man. That's what they do. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Houston bats? Yeah, I, I love them. Um, Alvarez is one of the top bats on the slate, obviously, with his two-home run night on Monday. Um now he gets an even better matchup here. Tucker is, is elite. Altuve is elite. Bregman's fine. Um, it falls off a little bit after those guys. Pena's in play a little bit. I don't love the price. If Dubon is back in the lineup, I'd be okay with that. He offers some speed as well. Um, he homered Monday night, which, wow. <laughs> um, you get Altuve out of there and you're excited to see Dubon instead, and then he takes Burns deep, but it is what it is. Jose Abreu is still free. He's still not hitting. Um, Jolks has been really good this year. Just kind of depends on what the lineup looks like 
for how you round out the stack, but Alvarez, Tucker, Altuve are, are all absolutely elite options. There was an awesome stat that came out on Maldonado hitting a home run. Um, it, it was he was he's one of like four or five hitters ever under a hundred home runs to hit a home run in all thirty ballparks. Wow. <laughs> <So> <laughs> random awesome stat. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome for your sports trivia night, um, everyone. <laughs> you're welcome. That question, you'll be like, hey, I remember hearing Stevie talk about that. And <laughs> yeah. Um, Milwaukee bats. I kind of have interest in Milwaukee today, Keith. Like, they're really cheap. Like, do I want to stack against Houston? Not typically. But when you're looking at the pricing, like, who do you have to pay up for? Absolutely nobody. Um, I think just... Pricing them out as like a a secondary or if you're going to make like a 4-4 on DraftKings or FanDuel type of stack, I mean, they're just – they're too cheap, I think. Um, I think that's why I have interest in them today. Like Adamus might be one of my favorite plays on the slate at 3,700 against a, a reverse split pitcher so far. Yeah, I think when you put it in that context, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, like if we're comparing them to Detroit and Kansas City, like, yeah, why not? Adamus at 3,700, that, that price is ridiculous. Brian Anderson at 3,500, I'm interested. I know Jesse Winker's been terrible, but he's 2,800. Um, the other two outfield, Weimer and, and Taylor, are both right near minimum price. You're, you're absolutely right. The stack is very, very cheap um, as, a, as a pivot off of a cheap secondary stack from Detroit or Kansas City. I, I can certainly get on board with that. Probably not a full stack for me, but I, I do like your call on the, the mini stack. Oakland's going to be the other cheap team that we're going to talk about um, against yep. Marco Gonzalez. So comparing the like four four offenses, I think we have to say like like not thinking too much into it that talent wise, Milwaukee's probably the talented offense out of those four. Um, so. I mean, I, I have a tough time not having interest in a team that just seems way underpriced. Um, and like any team at that, like in that matter, like when we have a team that's just way underpriced in general. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium Polaroids, shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames in extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back exclusively. For our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com, use code ROTOGRINDERS for 50% off two or more pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. San Francisco at 
Minnesota, we're looking at a seven and a half total in this game. The Twins, a 150 favorite. We got Gray and Cobb facing off against each other. Um, Alex Cobb, he, he was kind of like on the fringe yesterday, so we kind of gave our thoughts on him yesterday. Um, 8,300, I think, is a fair price tag for him. I think he's another one of these like mid-tier pitchers that you can use today. I don't think he has a massive ceiling. But, I mean, Polanco's out of the lineup right now dealing with um, the hamstring injury. Kepler's out of the lineup right now dealing with a hamstring injury. So it's just not a full-blown Minnesota lineup right now. So I think if you want to take some shots on Alex Cobb in this mid-tier range, um, go for it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, we we were lukewarm on him Monday. He was 300 more, I believe, maybe, maybe 600 more. He was like 86 or 89, down to 8,300 now. And it's a little different context of the slate in that like when you have we were pretty certain we were paying up to the 9k range twice on monday night it's hard hard to do that to twice to the 10 plus k range um so if you want one of those guys and then you're looking for an sp2 this 8300 price tag fits very nicely he's sandwiched in there right between eduardo rodriguez and jp france who we, we both had interest in um so i mean it just depends on the ownership but those three you can probably throw Smiley in there as well, a little bit cheaper. Um, Mackenzie Gore, we were sort of iffy on. Um, but this this range, I think, is where you're, you're shopping for your SP2. Uh, France and Rodriguez in particular. Throw Cobb in the mix right with those guys. Strikeout rate is down a little bit, but dude's been really good. Um, walk rate is, is elite, as it typically has been. Um, yeah, I mean, you wish you could get – you wish there was a little bit more K upside here. Uh, but I think as an SP2, he, he makes a lot of sense today. Uh, other side of this game, we have Sonny Gray, 10-6. Tough price tag for Sonny Gray today um, when we're looking at just overall ceiling. Sonny Gray is a good pitcher. Um, I, I just, I'm trying in my head to get over this price tag. I think the price tag is the thing that has me bothered the most. But, I mean... If we're looking at this lineup, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. There's a lot of power in this lineup. I mean, it's really like a boom-bust type of lineup. Sonny Gray really kind of feasts off of right-hand hitters. They're going to have a lot of lefties in here. I just don't know if I can justify the price for Sonny Gray today. If there's six left righties in this lineup, sure. But there might be two righties in this lineup today. Like Schmidt and Davis might be the only two righties. And we're talking about a 17% K rate against lefties and a 38% K rate against righties. I just, I don't know if I can do it with Sonny Gray today. I don't think he has that ceiling I'm searching for in the, the 10, six range. Yeah. I'm glad you gave the numbers on the splits there because like, that's exactly what you're looking at. If you buy his 29% strikeout rate, 29.6, so almost 30% on the season, um, 10, six is easily justifiable. But when you're looking at a strikeout rate versus lefties under 20%, it, it's a lot more difficult. Um, so I'm, I'm completely with you there. I, I think it depends on the lineup. I think he's really a really good pitcher, no matter what the lineup looks like, and he should be able to limit the damage. But to find that strikeout upside, you really need four or five lefties in this lineup, I think. So great points by you. I'm, I'm on the exact same page. For what, I'm going to take it one step further, too. Um, it's not out yet, but I might be looking at his under strikeout prop today. Um, I was just looking at sco on scores and odds and seeing if there was a prop out for it yet, and it doesn't look like it's out yet. But I'll be looking for this one because if it comes in, Sunny Gray's strikeout prop usually lives in at like six and a half range. Um, 
if it comes in at like six and a half, I think I take the under. I think I like the under on six and a half. And I like the under even more if it comes in at like seven and a half, which we've seen a couple times this year. So um, just taking it one step further, I think there's going to be too many right-handed bats or too many left-handed bats in this lineup today. Um, I don't think that means I'm going to stack the Giants. I think I still respect Sonny Gray enough. I just don't think he strikes out guys as, as much. Um, if I was going to stack them, it'd probably be like a Yaz, Conforto, um, Sable, Wade type of stack. I, I, I don't hate it. I wouldn't talk you off of it. Um, you know, you want to attack lefties against Gray. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really have much to add there. I think, think you nailed it. There are some cheap lefties with power in this lineup. Um, Conforto, Wade, Yaz, like Sable. I, I think those are the four. I I think you're either looking for a home run, a cheap home run as a one-off, or you can stack up three of them and hope that he gets beat up a little bit. But definitely not a full stack for me against Gray. Too much respect. Don't mind the lefties. Uh, Minnesota against Cobb. I mean, this lineup is so beatable right now. I mean, you can – I wouldn't talk you off of Buxton or, like, Kirloff. Um, but, I mean, it just gets kind of weak. I mean, Joey Gallo is a strikeout or home run. It's always been that way. You can play him for, you know, what it is. I, I don't hate taking some Minnesota bats. They're just not my favorite today. Yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in Minnesota. Cobb is a, a ground ball pitcher with elite control, a little bit of a watered-down lineup. Uh, missing a couple lefties, lefty bats. So I just, I don't think I'm going to make it work here. There are some cheap prices. Um, like Larnock is cheap. Julian, if he's in the lineup is cheap. So I, again, we kind of like, if we're comparing it to the Milwaukee and the Kansas city secondary stacks, like I'd be fine putting them in that conversation, but certainly not a full stack against Cobb. All right. We got Mets and Cubbies. What is I thought it, yeah, eight total in this game. Um, so anytime we see an eight total in Wrigley, it's usually meaning that we're not going to have a ton of weather. I'm checking really quick wind blowing in at nine miles an hour. Um, so yeah, definitely leads to a lower total here. We got Singa and Smiley facing off against each other, and it's a pick em game. Let's talk Singa, 9,400, 12 strikeouts against Tampa Rays last time out. Um, I, for one, didn't see that coming. I don't <laughs> think anybody can consciously say they saw that coming against the hottest offense in baseball. Um, what are your thoughts here on um, Singa? I am extremely interested in Kodai Singa in this spot. Um, love that the wind is blowing in for him. Just when I was about ready to write him off, he goes and strikes out 12 of perhaps the best offense in baseball, and you have to jump right back on because the stuff is electric. And just I was very excited to see what he looked like after coming over from Japan. We've heard all about the ghost fork. Dude just wasn't throwing a ton of strikes um, and, and not getting an elite level of strikeouts. And then he goes and does that against the Rays, and it's like, okay, this is this is kind of what we were hoping to see from this guy. 9,400 is a nice discount down from the elite tier. The Cubs have a fair amount of strikeouts in the in the lineup. I think that there's room for him to go out there and put up another big strikeout game. Um, like I said, the, I, I, be, I believe in the stuff. The fastball approaches 100 miles an hour. The ghost fork is a pitch that nobody is, has really seen before. So 
as he's going through these offenses for the first time, like he has this massive potential in, in any game. Um, the fact that his, his walk rate is elevated, there's certainly risk here. Um, but like I said, at 9,400, I, I think there's plenty of upside here at that price. The wind blowing in helps keep the ball in the park. So I'll be chasing some strikeouts here. Can we can we get a better name for the pitch? Gosh, it drives me crazy. every time <laughs> we talk about sport fan. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. I have interest. I wish. I mean, I wish he didn't strike out twelve last time out. Let's just say that. Um, I think he's going to get some ownership today. So my interest is like more of let's see what his ownership is type of thing, because I don't think anybody should be like extremely chalky today. Um, but hey. When you got the ghost fork, <laughs> I can't get over it. Drew Smiley, 7,300 on the other side of this game. I and mean, this is one of the cheaper pitchers that I was talking about that are like, if you're going to go cheap today, I think you can look at it. I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about um, JP France. I would rank Smiley ahead of France today. I, I think that, you know, the Mets are a much better team against right-handed pitching than they are against left-handed pitching. And, I mean, the only downside of Drew Smiley that we continue to see is like he can be six innings and in mid 80s pitches and they're going to yank him. So I don't think they have any intention of letting this guy go, you know, 95 plus pitches. They did against the Dodgers and then we haven't seen it since. So, um, I mean, pitch count is my only concern. I think he goes out and he throws a solid game. Wind blowing in at Wrigley is always nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's playable today. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, speaking of things that we didn't really see coming, Smiley's been really good this season. Um, he's a, a huge fly ball pitcher, so that wind blowing in is a massive boost for him, in my opinion. Um, strikeouts have been really solid this year. Walk rate has been elite. He's just been a really good pitcher overall. Doesn't have the longest leash, and it is not the, the best matchup. Um, the Mets don't strike out a ton, uh, which is Part of the problem limits his upside, but at this price, if you get six or seven clean innings out of him, he's certainly playable. Um, like I said, the wind blowing in, I think, is the biggest thing that sold me on him. Uh, being a fly ball guy, he, he tends to give up a home run or two every now and then. Um, definitely less risk of that happening today. Obviously, Pete Alonzo is still a problem on the other side against a lefty. Um, but I, I think he has a good chance to, to pitch into the sixth inning or so um, and rack up a, a few strikeouts like a low strikeout Mets team is is not an ideal matchup, but at, at 7,300, he can get the job done for you today. All right, let's talk Mets bats. Um, you mentioned Alonzo. Even with the wind blowing in, I think he's a guy you can look at. But, I mean, outside of him, Marte is seven or 30, yeah, 3,700. Um, Gary Sanchez is back in the bigs. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much he'll catch. It sounds like he's um, – I mean, he did catch you the day. I, I just read that wrong. Um, 3,400 for Gary Sanchez. Like, I mean, I think he's going to have to prove himself pretty fast if he's going to want to stay up in the bigs, but or with a team just in general. So, I mean, not my favorite spot for the Mets today, but I mean, some underpriced guys if you want to take some shots. Yeah, I, that's what jumped out to me is the pricing. Um, Alonzo is 5,200. That's, that's about right, um, especially with the wind blowing in. You factor that in a little bit. Marte at 3,700 with his speed upside, I don't, I don't mind that. I know it's been a rough year for him. Francisco Alvarez is a $2,800 catcher. I, I'll take some shots there. Um, 
like the the wind blowing in is is not ideal, and that definitely hurts the upside. But there there are plenty of cheap bats here. Um, Vientos, the young guy with with power, if he's in the lineup, he's twenty six hundred. Um, Canna and Fam have not been great. Who knows if if they're going to play? Um, depending on what the lineup looks like, but I, there's certainly some value here to be found. If the wind were not blowing in as hard, or if even if it was blowing out, I would be on board with a Met stack in the spot. Even though Smiley's been really good, um, but for me, it's it's either looking for a cheap home run from somebody like Alvarez or stacking up three like uh, Alonzo Marte Alvarez. As far as the Cubbies go today, um, I mean. Your boy Morel just—he's hitting everything. Um, it is unbelievable. It's like. insane. Seven home runs in the last ten games. Just—I mean, four straight games with home runs. Um, six in his last seven. So he's just—he's hitting everything. It was—it's uh, just wild right now. But I mean, he's now up to forty-seven hundred. Um, I'm not going to talk anybody. I'm not going to ever tell anybody not to play that guy. Um, corners back. Bellinger's out still. Wisdom's under 4K, but they keep hitting him way down the lineup. Um, he, I mean, continues the home runs or strikes out. I don't love the Cubs today, but I wouldn't talk anybody off of playing Morel. Yeah, I, I don't love the stack. I think you could try to find a home run against Senga. Um, I just, I like the way they set up better against lefties. I, I'm, I'm going to be on the Senga side of this today, especially with the wind blowing in. Um, yeah, I mean, the wisdom price, I certainly don't mind trying to find a home run here. Again, better against lefties. Suzuki, same story at 4,100. I think there's some upside. Hap might be the, the best option for upside at 4,200 outside of Morel if he just continues to homer every single game. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm probably not stacking Cubs today either. Nikola Jokic is on one right now. Just Yeah, playing indeed. Miami at Colorado. Coors Field, yay. Um, we have Perez and Gomber facing off against each other today in Coors. 11 total in this game. Uh, Perez, a 125 favorites. Any interest in um, Yuri Perez? I do have some interest in, in Yuri Perez. It's young kid with electric stuff. Going into Coors Field for the first time, never, never fun. Um but he's in the conversation for me. Like I said, I'm I'm probably spreading out pretty wide at pitcher today. It's, he's a very similar play to what Edward Cabrera was on, on Monday night, and that almost worked out. Um, he was okay, not great, didn't quite get en- enough strikeouts to win you a tournament. But it, it's a very similar play. I just I don't think this Colorado offense is very, very good, especially with CJ Crone on the shelf. And Yuri Perez is a guy who's who has elite stuff and could be a, a big strikeout pitcher. 7,100 against a weak offense, even though it's an elite park, I'd probably take some shots. Like if, if Drew Smiley ends up picking up a ton, ton of ownership, I, I love pivoting to Perez. I have interest as well. Um, I mean, you nailed it. Very, very electric stuff. Going to be a guy that we play a lot um, at home this year. You know, he's had yeah. both of his starts at home. I don't think he's been on either slate that we've had him on so far uh, because Miami likes those 640 games which makes no sense, but traffic in Miami is atrocious any time of the day. So it doesn't make any, make any sense to play earlier, but whatever. Um, Gomber on the other side of this game, he's 5,400 going up against Miami here. I mean, (laughs) 
I'd be lying to you if I, I, I didn't say that I was slightly interested in taking some Gomber. Um, Solaire might be the best hitter on the slate today, though. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, outside of him, though, this lineup's just not good. It's just not a good lineup. Um, any thoughts here on Gomber? I'm I'm not playing him. Uh, Miami is still not a great offense, but they are much better against left-handed pitching. Um 115 WRC plus against lefties, 22.6% strikeout rate. So while I faded them on Monday night because they're, they're a bad offense, let's just face it. Um, I, this is a little bit better spot for them. Like Gomber's not, not a gas can by any means. He could still have plenty of success here, but I have far more interest in the Miami bats today than I did yesterday. Yeah. I faded them on Monday as well. Um, talked about an expert survey, how we had two bottom five offenses and, a lot of ownership and it just didn't make a lot of sense to play a lot of that game and it worked out. I mean, so far we'll see, but I don't want to say, has that game finished yet? I think it's finished now. So I can say that. All right. Five <laughs> to three. I did my, my hot take on the expert survey today was Miami was going to score less than four runs and hit zero home runs. And I don't think they hit a home run. So nailed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay. So if I'm choosing like just a punt pitcher and like 150 entry max, it's between Gomber and Miller. But I mean, um, Bayo is here as well for Boston and he has some talent. So maybe it's not Gomber. Maybe it's not Gomber because Bayo is here and he's so much like he's so close price wise and Miller has way more talent than Gomber. Um, maybe it's not Gomber. All right, talk myself back out of it. That's good. Miami Bats, Solaire is the best hitter in the slate. He has a 700 ISO against left-handed pitching this year. He's in Coors Field facing a, a, a lefty that can't strike righties out. I mean, I don't overthink this spot for him. As far as the rest of the lineup goes, um, I want to see Fortes at catcher today because he's 2,900. He's had some decent numbers against left-handed pitching and small sample size. So uh, those two would be my favorites. It gets weak after that. I mean, you have Cooper, who hits left-handed pitching well. He just doesn't have a lot of power. De La Cruz is a guy that I definitely don't mind in this spot um, as well. Burdick might be in the lineup today. Um, I mean, Miami's cheap for being in cores against a bad lefty. Yeah, I'm completely with you on Solaire as the top hitter on the slate. Birdie's going to offer speed at the top of the lineup. Um, if Hampson is in there again, which I expect him to be, Against the lefty, he has speed as well. Um, love the Fortes call, cheap catcher. Burdick is a, a decent prospect with power at 2,700 in Coors Field. Um, there was one other guy that I was looking at here. Maybe no, Segura, if he's in the lineup again. And, and De La Cruz is too cheap. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I'm much more interested in, in this Miami stack They've been uh, than I was yesterday. They've been much better against lefties. I don't think Gomber's a bad pitcher, but I like the way Miami lines up a lot better in this spot. Like I played some Solaire Monday night, but he is the best hitter on the slate or in the best spot of anyone on the slate here today. I didn't play him on Monday night, full fade. Um yeah, I mean he's the best hitter today. So I like I, I definitely I don't know if I even get to the point where I full stack Miami today because of ownership, but I could see I mean definitely playing Solaire. Um and then you mentioned Hampson. I like that call. I think he's a, a really solid option today. Um, 
The one thing that I will say, I guess you could play him at shortstop too. So I was going to say if you're playing like De La Cruz and Soler, adding Hampson in the outfield too, I don't really want to take four outfielders. Um, so, yeah. Um, Colorado, anything piquing your interest here? I mean, it's I have some interest. Perez is a, a young pitcher going into the course for the first time in his career. So he could certainly get blown up in the spot. Um, I, I believe in the talent. I'll be underweight on Colorado for sure. Um, he could certainly have some walk issues, though, although his his minor league walk rates were, were pretty solid for a power pitcher like he is. Um, but it, it's lukewarm interest. Um, Ryan McMahon, probably the top bat. Moustakis, price has come up, but he's still got some power. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll be underweight on Colorado. Yeah, I mean, cheap bats. Just, again, that conversation that we were on the spend-up at pitching today, looking at some of these cheap bets. All right, we got Boston and L.A. taking on the Angels. Uh, Bayo against Canning today, nine-and-a-half total in this game. Pick them game. Um, any interest in Bayo at 6,300? I do. Strikeout stuff has been there. Obviously, the, the big concern is, is the walks with him. Um, but it, he's starting to put it together. Like, we've been talking about him as a, as a great pitching prospect for – at least last year and, and even the year before that. Um, but it's starting to come together, it feels like. Got up to seven strikeouts against Seattle his last time out. It did come with five walks. So if he can limit the walks, he has upside, even in a tough matchup. The price tag down at 6,300, like, I don't think many people are going this low. I think they're going to be in that 7 to 8K range for, for SB2. Um but a low on Bayo, I think he could put up eight strikeouts in the spot for sixty three hundred. That that that's very interesting to me. Yeah, Bayo is. I mean, the talent is there. It's whether, like you said, just putting it together. Um, does he put it together? He has been recently. Still not like perfect, but he's been putting it together. Um, he has allowed at least or two or fewer earned runs in four straight games. Now he's thrown at least five innings in four straight games. He has at least five strikeouts in each of those four games. So, like, we're seeing him put it together. I mean, the Angels' offense is good. Uh, I mean, the top half of this lineup is good. There's strikeouts in this lineup, so that's always a good thing. Um, yeah, it's an interesting spot. I don't want to play Canning on the other side of this game. Um, he's the opposite. He's been struggling here recently. Gets a tough matchup against the Red Sox. Uh, Barria pitching well against the Sox here on Monday night. Um what are your thoughts here on Canning? Looks like the Nuggets just clinched. Sorry, I was distracted watching the end of that game. Um, but congrats to Nikola Jokic. What a performance. Was it um, isn't this game three or is it game four? Is it, I thought I they were, game, weren't they up two oh? I, I don't think know. it's 3-0, no? I'm terrible I'm at sure. following the NBA with everything else going on, so <laughs> Now you have um, me questioning it. I was pretty sure. I, know, I was... saw Gordon just block, but you're right. It is. It was game four. Um, yeah. Wow, they beat him in four. Did not see that coming. Um, yeah. Maybe. Aaron Gordon blocking LeBron's layup. Oof. Oof. <laughs> yeah. After their little scuffle earlier in the game. Oof. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Griffin Cannon? <laughs> yeah. Back to baseball. Uh, yeah. No interest in Canning for me. Um, low strikeout Boston team. You mentioned Canning's struggle, so I, I'm, I'm out on Canning for now. Oh, Aaron Gordon. I hope you played him in fantasy tonight. I think he had like 40-plus fantasy points. Jeez. Yeah, was, that's not something you typically see. Um, anyway, 
let's talk Boston Bats. Uh, again, not really doing much here um, Monday night, but I'm going back to the well. Yoshida, Devers, Duran, Cassis, uh, Valdez. I'm probably Verdugo. I, I definitely don't mind uh, the Red Sox here on the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I played a bunch of them on Monday night, not working out, but going to go right back to them. Just really like the way they set up against right-handed pitching. Um, Devers is one of the best bats in MLB. Yoshida's been good. The price tag is up. Verdugo's price is coming up as well. So if you don't want to go with the the three premium, like Devers is a must, I think, in anytime I'm stacking Boston. But I'm fine dropping down to Duran um, and Cassis as cheap guys to help fill out the stack. So like the way they set up, Justin Turner is, is 3,600. He's still value and, and has plenty of power left, even at, at the latter stages of his career. Um, I like the Boston stack quite a lot. Castillo gave us a little scare right there. Base is loaded. Oh, get out of the jam. Get him out of the game. Move on. <laughs> Take our points. Um, Angels bats here. I mean, uh, it's Otani and Trout, obviously, um, at the top of the lineup are fantastic options. Um, Moniak is someone that I keep playing. He's just, he's too cheap hitting leadoff. They, they keep hitting leadoff and he keeps being, you know, low owned. Um, he saw a little bit more ownership on Monday night slate, but overall, man, I, I definitely have interest in him. Um, I don't love the stack, but it's more of just pricing than anything else. Yeah, I mean, with Moniak hitting at the top of the order and Walsh as a power guy who is really cheap, you can make the stack work. Yeah, that's true. It, I just, I'm not interested in picking on Bayo all that much. I, I think he's really starting to put it together. Um, he does have the walk issue still, so I, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of it. I don't, I don't think I get there a ton, um, especially with Trout and Otani both, both at 6K and above. Like I said, wouldn't try to talk anybody out of it. Just probably not a ton, not something I'm doing a ton. The three man of Moniac, Walsh, and then pick your favorite from Otani Trout. I can certainly get behind that as as a mini stack. All right, we finish it out with Oakland at Seattle. Eight and a half total in this game. Mariners a two thirty five favorite. Um, Medina against Marco Gonzalez. Um, any interest here in Luis Medina? No thanks for me. Um, a big fastball, but walk issues has been hit around quite a bit since he's the call up. Another guy that's probably just not quite ready for the big leagues. Um, Seattle's going to be one of my favorite stacks again tonight. Yeah, hopefully they do better. Um, I, I mean, they're not bad. They're at six runs, but um, Mark Gonzalez against Oakland. No, I mean, <laughs> no. no, this is a team that might not be the best against right handed pitching, but they are. I mean, they're a top 10 offense against left-handed pitching this season. I mean, it's just plain and simple factual information. They're a top 10 offense against left-handed pitching this season. Yeah, and I, if you can't really play Marco Gonzalez in DFS in, in any matchup. But the fact that Oakland is actually a solid offense, they're away from their, their home park, which is one of the best pitchers' parks. Not that Seattle's a ton better, but it, it is a slight upgrade. Um, no thanks on, on Marco, though. All right, talk to me here about these Oakland bats. Um, everyone knows I like Roker already for this matchup, but Jesus Aguilar, Laurino, um, Smith, I, I hate the like pinch hit risk, but if you're wanting like a cheap shortstop, Kevin Smith is 2,200. Dude has a 385 ISO with a 373 Woba in 30 bats um, against right left-handed pitching this season. What are your thoughts on the Oakland bats? 
Yeah, very interested. Uh, Marco Gonzalez cannot strike anybody out. Uh, Oakland is very solid against lefties. Rooker is one of my favorite point-per-dollar bats on the entire slate. Um, Ruiz has a ton of stolen base upside. He's been been getting on base a little bit more here recently, so I, I really like him at 3,500. Um, both catchers, Langleyers or Perez, if, if they happen to both play, I, I'm fine with either of them. Langlier's more the power guy. Perez more the contact guy. Loriano has power at 3,100. Um, both the Diaz's prefer Jordan to be in the lineup over Ledmus. Ledmus is just struggling a little bit. Has declined a little. Diaz is the young guy up and coming, so prefer him to be in there. Um, and then Smith, if he's in there, I like that call as well. But to, like Oakland sets up really well against lefties. It's They've had great success surprisingly this year but when you when you look at this right lineup and, and how they line up against lefties it's it's not all that surprising especially if you're buying into what what rooker is doing and i know both of us are i am for sure and Ruiz just i mean he's a guy that keeps getting it done in so many different ways he has at least one stolen bases yep. in four in the last five games so um not a really big power hitter but i mean when you're getting multiple hits a night and you're stealing a base per night like 10 to 18 points adds up really quick at 3,500 batting leadoff um, on the road too. So we're getting those Oakland bats and he's not a guy that's going to get pinch hit for. I mean, like we're, um, Jesus Aguilar is a guy that like a righty comes in, Noda's probably coming in off the bench in a, in a situation like that. So, I mean, you're worried a little bit about those guys, but I mean, Ruiz, Broker, definitely safe. Whoever catches, probably safe. Um, and then you just kind of build from there. Seattle Bats, like you said, I'm right back to the well on Seattle today. I think this is a fantastic spot for them. Moeller, um, I mean, he pitched okay. He gave up six runs. Okay, if you're in Oakland terms. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to have interest in Seattle when you're looking at, like, the advanced stats here. This is a great spot for Julio Rodriguez. I did a deep dive on Julio Rodriguez because I was writing him up as my top play on the expert survey today. His advanced stats look almost identical to last year. He's going to start hitting the ball over the fence. I'm not concerned about Julio Rodriguez. Um, I really like the spot for him. I know he's expensive, but love the advanced stats that I was looking at yesterday on or Monday on Monday slate. So um, very interested in Julio. Kalenic keeps hitting. Um, I wish they would play Pollock against righties, man. It's a small sample size, but he keeps hitting righties. So. He could he really could be an everyday player for so many teams right now. Um, it's very interesting. But what are your thoughts on Seattle? Yeah, one of the top stacks on the slate. Anytime Oakland is on a slate, they're whoever they're playing against, they're, I'm going to have interest in them. Um, I mentioned Medina's struggles. the The bullpen is the worst in baseball, and I don't see that getting better anytime soon. So, love Seattle. Um, Julio and Kellenic are two of my favorite bats on the entire slate. Raleigh was back in there Monday night, so hopefully he's back catching again. Love the power from from him. Suarez, big power guy. Um, Crawford has been hitting leadoff at thirty six hundred. Certainly like that. Caballero's been there, been in there pretty much every day. He's twenty five hundred. Um, if Taylor Trammell draws a, draws a start, twenty three hundred. It's been a struggle for him, but I mean, as a punt to round out a stack, I, I certainly don't mind that. But yeah, love Seattle. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add. I think, yeah, it's a good spot. 
All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? I think there are a couple of options. There's some young arms that have electric stuff on the slate. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit, I think. I'm going Yuri Perez in in course. That's who I was going to pick, too, um, for what it's worth. I think I'm going to go Bayo. Love it. Those are those are the Smiley's two. Smiley's just was... not a huge strikeout guy. Like I think Smiley scores really well. I just don't think he's going to get six strikeouts. Over eight K to score under fifteen. Who's your bust today? Tough matchup for Mackenzie Gore. I know he's been close to an elite strikeout pitcher this year. Just I don't like the spot for him against San Diego. I I mean just going off of what I was talking about earlier, I'm going to go Sunny Gray. I think that's a really tough lineup for him platoon wise over 4k to hit a home run not in course today who do you got going yard i'm going jordan alvarez two homers monday night let's make it three in two days he's good at hitting baseballs um, yes he he's is good at hitting baseballs over the fence too so. and he has a great matchup i'm gonna go with my boy devers i like this spot a lot for him today um love that i think he's gonna go yard yeah under 4k to get two hits Give me a story Ruiz of Oakland. Yes. Been putting the ball on the the bat on the ball quite a bit here recently. Yeah, I mean, that guy just keeps doing his thing. Gotta love it. And like him. you said, so many different ways. Like he swinging bunt, like he's on base because he's so fast. It's it's amazing. And he'll lay down bunts too, and he'll beat it out, and then he'll still yep. second. So uh, I'm gonna take Torkelson today. I like this spot for Torkelson um, against Lynch. Detroit, man. I don't know why, but interested in them again. All right, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Going back to Seattle, um, just this Oakland pitching staff is just atrocious and going to keep attacking it. I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers today. Uh, again, I don't love facing this Houston bullpen. I just like the pricing, so I know I'm going to play them quite a bit today, so why not just call them my stack? Um, I like Oakland as well. Oakland is another team that I like to score six or more runs today. So we'll have to kind of see. Um, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, nice big baseball slate. We've got our first entrant into the NBA finals. So be excited to see how that plays out. But we could get that's the next one. I mean, the game is to, is tonight, you know, Celtics heat. I think Miami's up three, nothing. So. Yep. Could be a very short conference finals. (laughs) After as good as this playoffs has been, um, it's very interesting to see how this might play out. So, all right, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. Always appreciate everyone hanging out with us over there on YouTube. If you want to subscribe, we appreciate it. We're at 550 subscribers um, as the time we started recording this, because that's when I look at it, but appreciate everyone. It means a lot to me. Um, We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll see you again tomorrow.